Good morning, Zion Hill. Good morning. Let's keep the praise and the worship going because he's worthy. God is worthy of all the praise from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. Who came to praise the Lord? I want to know if you came to praise the Lord. If you came to praise the Lord, we need to get up out of those seats and clap your hands like you're in the house of worship. We're in the house of worship. Come on. Come on. Let's praise the Lord. The Lord. We've been doing the 26th year anniversary. Today is Sunday. When you come into the courts with praise, praise the Lord. I would like to welcome each and every one to Zion Hill. We are happy to see you. We are happy that you came to fellowship with us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for each and every day. Lord, we thank you for all your many, many blessings. Holy Ghost, you are welcome. You are welcome here in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come in and fellowship with us right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that a word is said today to break every yoke, every yoke that we have on our lives. We're praying right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we keep that praise going here this morning? First for God, but also for the man of God. Make some noise in the house. If you're joining with us, go ahead and make some noise right where you are. And let's praise Jehovah God. Clap your hands like this, everybody. Come on. Yeah. You are God and you're in control. You're seated high. You're the Lord of all. Great I am. Sovereign ruler. Lion of Judah. You are God. Help me sing it. And you're in control. Seated high. You are Lord of all. Great I am. Sovereign ruler. 
Hallelujah. Can we lift up Jehovah? Hallelujah, we lift you up, Jehovah. You are good. You are good. Yes, you are. Are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You are good and your mercy is forever.
Joanne Brown, and it is my honor and privilege to say a few words of gratitude to Dr. Dara on his 26th pastor's anniversary. I'd like to start by simply saying thank you. Thank you for the vision you have for this church and this community. Under your leadership, this church has grown and moved in a positive direction. You always tell us, you may see my glory, but you don't know my story. A lot of us here today can identify with that statement. Thank you for always representing yourself as nothing other than a man of God. Not a perfect man, but a praying man. The way you teach the word each Sunday is, a, is so inspiring. You are such an inspiration to us all. The angels in heaven can bear me witness that you are a loving and caring man who is the same today and every day. May you continue to live and be an inspiration to others just like you have done for the members of this church and the community. Congratulations on 26 wonderful years as pastor of Zion Hill Church family. Thank you. First, giving honor to God that blessed and spared me to be here today. My great pastor, his lovely wife, his family, our church family, members, guests, and friends. It is a great pleasure for me to stand before you and to give homage to the gift that was placed before us in this house. When preparing for this task, which is not a task, the task is moving myself out of the way and not preaching because we have a preacher. I have so much I could say um, about Pastor Darren, but I looked up into a gift. And when I Googled what a, what a good gift was, a good gift is a gift that takes in consideration the recipient. What do you need? What is, is going to bring emotion to you? If I'm hungry, you wouldn't give me a bag, a purse. Uh, so God, in his infinite wisdom, coming out of Ephesians 4 and 11, he said, I would give unto them apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers, 
after my own heart for the unity and the edifying of the body of Christ. You got to understand what we have in this gift. We have an awesome gift. And because of this gift, I know that God loves me because he considered me. He considered the, the journey that I have ahead. He put in this man the word of God to equip me for the journey, for, for the things that God has for me to do. So when you take a gift likely, if you give somebody a gift, Jesus paid an awesome price to be able to give us this gift. And when you pay something, a high price for a gift, and someone don't utilize that gift, or someone don't appreciate that gift, that's a slap in the face of the giver. So you have to really take in consideration this gift that we have been given. I come in here every Sunday knowing that I'm going to get a word of God. My life is not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. But when I sit on that pew, I don't want to be distracted. I come to the front because I don't want to know want to know who's coming in the back. All I want to do is glean the word of God that's going before me. And pastor and the Holy Spirit never fails. I praise God every day for him. I praise God for the word of God that comes out of him because it's for me. It is for me. It is cut made for me, for the, the sacrifices that I have to make, for the things that I have to do. I'm the youngest of six kids, and sometimes the burdens seem to fall on me. But Pastor always give me a word to strengthen me, to encourage me, to go forward, and, and know that I'm not alone. I'm not alone in nothing that I'm doing. I don't have to, like he said, I don't have to kiss nobody's tail because Jesus is with me. And when they say the last shall be first, I always put myself last, but God always put me first. And, you know, I try to back away and stay out of the spotlight, but God keeps pushing me to the forefront. And I thank him for that. That's because of that word that keeps bubbling up. Because the word of God said the gift that I give you will make room for you and put you before great people. So that gift makes room. Him, that gift makes room because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me and the word that bubbles up on the inside of me that goes in my walk every day. Miss Joanne that spoke before me is my co-worker. She can speak. I've been working with her for years. Do they say LC? No, she does multiple things. She has many gifts and talents, and I thank God for her. But I tell you, the gift, if you would appreciate the gift of the man of God, he, no, he's not a perfect person because he's a man. But God, the gift, the spirit that God moves through him, that feeds us on the daily, that gives us the word. I come from a little small church, the word I got. But the big things that God had to do for me in life, I had to come to a bigger place. I had to come to a place. I didn't want to come. I was afraid to come. But God kept telling me, you gotta go and he pushed me into the place he's still propelling me and pastor i'll see you at the top god is dragging me there kicking and screaming but i'm going in jesus name amen praise god it's a blessing to see people that honor their pastor amen my name is Minister Harris. I'm here to do the tithes and offering and the special offer, offering for our pastor. And if you don't have one of these, this is what we're putting in for our pastor to separate it from our tithes and our offering. If you need one, just raise your hand. The ushers will get you one. I was sitting there listening to Miss Pam. I've been hearing Miss Pam for years. Such a powerful woman of God. And I see the growth in her, and, and when people like that speak, the words start popping up in you. you know? And uh, I think it's, I think it's looking at First Timothy 5 and 17. And this scripture is for the pastor. It said, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Then it goes on, it says, especially 
they who labor in the word and doctrine. So everyone in here is able to witness the word that we have received Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I can't remember how many years I've been here, but I know it's been over 20 something years. And I haven't heard the same message. You got to understand what we're getting. You're getting the best of the best. Filet mignon. <laughs> Top grade meat for the ones that love to eat. And when you get such things, it needs to be honored. Not by mouth, by your actions. And believe me, you will be honored because you honored the man of God. You obeyed the word of God. Then the other side, the Bible tells us about our tithes and our offering. Will a man rob God? Not really a man would rob God in their right senses. Are we in our right senses? I think everybody have the right intentions of giving their tithes and offering. I really do. But when it comes to it, some things that stumble us with doing it. I ask you today just to obey God trust God and see what the mercy of God would do for us. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that your word is true. And Lord, we give you all praise and glory to God that whoever decide to give, Lord, that you see they're giving. And Lord, we ask you to bless it, Lord God, and let them know that you are living God and that your word do work. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Also, I do not want to forget, online viewers, please, you can go to the website. You can go to zionhill.com, go to the bottom tab. They say giving, go to giving, hit that tab, and it can take you to the pastor annual. You can give your tithes, your offering. At the bottom, it got the pastor's annual. Click that, and you can give towards the pastor. Amen.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It is my honor to introduce the guest speaker. Anthony Pierce is the son of the late James and Ruth Pierce. He was born on August the 22nd in New Orleans, Louisiana. He was educated in New Orleans public schools and graduated from Alcee Fortier High School in Uptown New Orleans. After completing high school, he continued to college. Reverend Pierce graduated from Southern University in New Orleans, Louisiana with a BA in Business Administration and from Christian Bible College in Kenner, Louisiana with a Bachelor's in Theology. During this time, he met and married Lorzelia Fields Pierce. They have been married for 44 years and shared three children from their union, Tiffany Pierce, Tolina Pierce, and Anthony Pierce, Jr. Reverend Pierce has served as a pastor, teacher, and mentor throughout his life. He is the founding pastor of Evangelistic Baptist Church of New Orleans, Louisiana, where he has served as pastor for 40 years. He is a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. Pastor Pierce was a founding member and teacher on the Faith in Action evangelistic team in New Orleans, Louisiana. He has served as teacher and coach at various public and Christian schools in and around New Orleans. Whether you encounter Pastor Pierce in a grocery store or a pulpit, he has made it his priority to be about his father's business. This divine calling is carried on in the mission of Evangelistic Baptist Church. Pastor Pierce is very confident in the words of Philippians 1 and 6, that he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I introduce to you Pastor Pierce.
Hallelujah, somebody. Glory to God. Oh, my, my, my. My God. Worthy to be praised. My, my, my. It's good to be here this morning. It's good to see you here this morning. But I'm so glad that Jesus is here. Because I don't know about you, if Jesus wasn't here, I'll be out of here. And I'm sure you would also. Reverence to God, head of my life, and to the shepherd of this house, Pastor Darrell, First Lady Elizabeth, to this church family, feel like I'm right at home. This great choir, musicians. And I heard one sister say, you know, we're not perfect people, so I'm going to let you in on a little bias of mine. I love musicians, but I'm biased toward drummers. had nine other siblings, and two of us was drummers. And I know why they got the cage around you, trying to hold the power in. <laughs> to God be the glory. That's right, yes he is, yes he is. I'm excited and delighted for the privilege of having been invited to share in this glorious occasion. It was certainly not for a shortage of preachers that wanted to stand here this morning, but I'm thankful that God chose me. My friendship with this humble man of God spanned 18 plus years. And I'm humbled by it more and more. Let me say this. I can take off my shoes for two reasons. Yes, the grounds we're standing on is holy ground. But something my bio didn't share was that at the age of three, I moved to Pineville to stay with my uncle and aunt, the late Dr. Edward Daniel Pierce. And matter of fact, I started grammar school. Might be on the same ground here at Kelso. Went to first and second grade here before I transitioned back to the city. So I'm humbled to be back here. I must admit that I'm not often asked to preach pastor's anniversaries. So I asked God what to say. So I thought about a message titled, Pastors Who Need Them. 
but then time wouldn't permit me to finish that message. Because everybody needs a pastor. Even a pastor needs a pastor. Let me say this. You already know what you have in this man of God. But let me say something. All of what you've seen him demonstrate would not have been possible without the dear lady of God that God placed next to him. You just don't know. My wife of 44 years. I'm humbled by her and by the patience of God that he's given to her to put up with me. And I always say that I'm not an easy person to be married to. But I'm thankful to God for my bride. The apple of my eye. The love of my youth. My baby's mama. My first one. The wind beneath my wing. I'm thankful. And I'm humble. Amen. Uh, Zion Hill, you don't need me to remind you that God has given to Zion Hill a pastor after his own heart. And you don't need to be told to give honor to whom honor is due. For you've been doing that for 26 years. So with that having been said, I've come today to do what Paul advised his young protege, Timothy, to do. He said, preach the word, Tim. Be prepared in season and out of season and correct and rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. For after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears to tell them what they want to hear. We live in that kind of world today. That's where we are today. We live in a society with a, a Brooke Benton mentality. Any Brooke Benton fans, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> Brooke Benton wrote an R&B song some years ago, said, lie to me. Lie to me. Tell me you love me, even if you don't. Lie to me. And that's the si type of society we live in today. But Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. And if the sun shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Let me say this, if the truth will set you free, the flip side of that coin is that a lie will keep you in bondage. So open your Bibles or access the word of God, if you will, as they say in this digital age. So Revelations chapter 22, verse 12. 
Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. And I promise you that I won't be long, so buckle your pew belts and stay with me. Said, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work, as his work shall be. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Bless the hearers and doers also. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak briefly this morning on the subject. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Jesus said in, uh, in, in the Gospel of John, before he left, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe also in me. He said, what, in my father's house are many mansions, and if it wasn't so, I would have told you so, but he said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. He said, I will come again. Now I know because the time has been far spent and many years have passed. Some think he has forgotten. But we serve a God who cannot lie. Neither his son that he shall repent. Amen. God said he's going to do something. You can bank on it. Amen. He said, I go to prepare a place and I will come again to receive you unto myself. Let me tell you something. He is coming. He is coming. But stop with me, if you will, by 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Paul reminds us of some things that is going to happen. Amen. He said, This ye know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemed, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, incontentious, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heathens, uh, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Paul said that in the last days. In other words, he wasn't talking about his days. He was talking about the things that uh, would exist in the last days. And people don't want to talk about the last days. They'd much rather talk about the, the good old days. Well, let me tell you something. I can talk a little bit about the good old days. See, I remember when two friends of mine and I would dig deep into our pockets and come up with a dollar and put it in the gas tank 
and ride around all weekend when gas was 21 cents a gallon. That was the good old days. I remember, Pastor, when I could take 50 cents and take my girlfriend to the movies, we would watch two movies, one cartoon, eat from the concession stand, and have a little change left over. That was the good old days. That was the good old days. But let me say this, people would much rather talk about the good old days, but the truth of the matter is that we're living in the last days. The last days, and, and, and even though everybody wanna go to heaven, but not everybody ready for Jesus to come. Hmm. Oh, I know that's right. Oh, but ready or not, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Look what Paul said. Look, he, he said in the last days, perilous times will come. Terrible times will come. You know how bad you hear about all the killings, hmm, the multi-shootings around this country? Hmm. Killings are so frequent in New Orleans. I heard for the first time, a funeral home pleaded Stop the violence. Stop sending me business. Hello. Hello. A funeral home where people dying to do business with them. Said, stop sending me business like this. Hmm. We're living in the last days. And let me say this. Let me say this. Why, why, why? Why is this message so important? Let me say this. It has always been urgent to evangelize the lost. Mm. If you notice, you, you're seeing urgent cares popping up everywhere. But it's no longer urgent to evangelize now. It's an emergency. Hello. It's an emergency. Because ready or not, Jesus is coming. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verses 50 to 58. You can read it in your quiet time. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Paul said, be, uh, behold, I, I show you a mystery. He said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in a twinkling of a die. In other words, all of us are not going to die a physical death. Somebody's going to be alive when Jesus comes. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we who are alive shall be changed. He said what? This corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. And when that transpires, when this corruptible will put on incorruptible, this mortal will put on immortality, then the same will come to pass. Death is swallowed up in his victory. Oh, death, where is your stain? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Hmm. The sting of that sin. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ who gives us the victory. Amen. Amen. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Amen. And let me just say this. Amen. Privileged pastor to have worked diligently with some brothers, one is with the Lord now, who helped us to open up our understanding to last day prophecy. And I'm privileged to God for Bible teachers. Amen. And one dearly 
who helped me not only to unfold the word of God, who reminded me that the Old Testament is the New Testament contained and that the New Testament is the Old Testament explained. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Amen. Amen. Simply said that what's contained in the Old Testament is explained in the New Testament. What's concealed in the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. Amen. And, 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 and so much so that even the prophet Daniel, when he finished writing it, God told him, shut the book down. Shut the book. This is not for you to know. What you, what you mean, God? I, you, you use me to write this. Shut the book. This is for another time. Let me say this. Why? What Daniel wrote was for our time. Amen. And what Paul talked about here in, 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 in 2 Timothy is for our time. Look what he said. He said, men shall be lovers of their own selves. Mm. Never seen so selfish people. Mm. And I, and I don't want to stop on nobody's toes, but I'm not surprised today. I'm not surprised today. One of the most popular things to do is to. It's to take a selfie. It's take a selfie, huh? Huh? Oh, yes. They will be, uh, they will be what? Covetous. They will be uh, boastful. They will be proud. They will be disobedient to parents. Hmm. Let me tell you something. That wasn't even permitted. When I was a boy, hmm. look, my, my mom was the shortest person in the house, but she knew how to use that leverage. She would drop it to your knees hmm. with your bullets maximum in the air, hmm. in position where she would take whatever was near and remind you to bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so, so it didn't even happen back then. But today, I had to remind a 13-year-old boy while I was counseling at a juvenile detention facility in New Orleans. I said, boy, if I ever hear you talk to your mama the way I just heard it, hmm. I said, your mama didn't place you here. She wasn't running around with a gun on her hip. And she tried to raise $5,000 to get you out of here. You know what she did? She was going around from church to church asking if she could sing a solo and, and pick up an offering to help her son. I said, no, she came up with $3,000. That was a lot for uh, 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 the way churches are so, today especially in the North. And most of the churches were real small churches. So I said, boy, look at me. Don't let me ever hear you talk to your mama. Amen. Because she didn't place you here. Hmm? And let me say something else while we're on the subject. I said, you're not here because you're a bad person. You're here because you made bad choices. Amen. Amen. We're living in the last days. When, 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 when I was in the supermarket and, 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 and one lady behind me, child was cutting up so bad. She said, I can't do nothing with her. And I turn around to see how old the child was, about 10 months old. Hello, you can't have him at 10 months. Hello, what you gonna do when he's 10 years old? Amen. Amen. We're living in, in the last days. Paul said it would be without natural affection. I don't have to, uh, 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 you know, 
those verses, amen, without natural affection. These are the last days we're living in, amen. Amen. And the coming of the Lord is closer now, even than we first believed. Amen. But here's my question. Here's my question. And I'm almost done. Hmm. I just want to know, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Earlier, while I was sitting in the pastor's study, I heard a brother that was uh, being used by the Lord here, and he talked about how, how, how he was religious but lost. Well, I, I said I, I was the same. Amen. Came up in church. Hmm. But, but when I was 15, I vowed never to set foot in the church again. And for two and a half years, if it wasn't for a wedding or a funeral, I did not set foot in the church. Let me tell you what I came to realize. I came to realize that even though I came up in church, I knew uh, Bible verses. I knew about the Lord, but I didn't know the Lord. I sung in the choir. I went to national church meetings hmm, for all the wrong reasons. And because I was dipping and dabbling in the world since I was 13, in nightclubs since I was 15, guess what I was seeing? I was seeing some church folks. Hmm. And, and, and I called with an attitude against it. I said, look at her. What's she doing here? I never said, look at you. What you doing here? So I stopped going to church and wasn't going to go. But I'm so glad that we serve a God who, who saved from the guttermost to the uttermost. Amen. I'm so glad we serve a God who saved from the crack house to the white house. Amen. I don't know about you. Any, any 504s in the house? Hmm. All right. Let me tell you something. I didn't fall down from heaven. I always say, I grew up here on earth. Amen. I'm out at Noya. Tell them that I told you. Amen. I'm, I'm out at Magnolia Housing Project in New Orleans. Amen. That's where I lived. And, and that's where I got saved. On the corner of Magnolia and Six. Matter of fact, I got a spiritual birthday coming up. August 17th, 1973. The Lord showed up in a real way and saved this soul of mine. My head was on backwards and upside down. And I had grew from growing up in church to doubting the existence of God. So that's how my salvation prayer went. Said, Lord, if you're real, you come into this mixed up, messed up life and make yourself known to me. Let me tell you, he didn't waste any time. He did it immediately, amen. He, he transformed my life. I understand what the senior saints uh, meant when they said, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new and I, I looked at my feet and, and they did too. And, 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 and the things I used to do, I don't do anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore. It's that, not that I can't do those things anymore. Amen. That's not the case. The thing is that those things don't give glory to God, amen. So, 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 so he, uh, uh, no wonder he, he just, he discouraged in my, in my spirit. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, amen. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Old lust of the flesh, old lust of the eye, old pride of life, 
old void affection, old superstition, old hang-ups, old hangouts, amen. Those things don't vanish when you come to know Jesus. They pass away. They pass away. And behold, all things become new. So are you ready? Are you ready? Not your mama, not your daddy, not your sister, not your brother. Are you ready, amen, to meet your maker, amen? Are you ready to go to heaven? Let me tell you something. I don't know about here, but, but I, I, know that, uh, I know that back, back in New Orleans, you know, people have a tendency to think that, that death is an automatic entrance to a better place. Hmm. Hmm. The world always want to talk about deceased uh, going to a better place. Amen. Give you an example. Willie the Limp, the neighborhood pimp, got gunned down in the game. And at his service, they said he's gone to a better place. But has he? Has he? Amen. Only if he knew Jesus. Amen. Amen. Only if he was ready. Amen. And people don't like to go there. They don't like to deal with those sensitive subjects. But let me tell you something. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. See, Jesus is coming. It's not predicated on anybody being ready. Amen. He's given us the warning. Amen. He said, blow the uh, trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on the holy mountain. Amen. And I realize that that's been my calling. Hmm. From that day, August 17th, on that street corner of Magnolia and 6th. It's been on ever since. Hmm. I had to adapt to the pulpit because I got saved on the street corner. And three days later, I was on the street corners, amen, uh, sharing the word of God, amen. Matter of fact, when my, I got saved five days before my 18th birthday. You know where I was on my 18th birthday? On Bourbon Street, preaching the word of God, shutting up barroom doors. Uh, uh, barroom owners was trying to get the police to shut us down. But they knew if we knew anything, we knew about the First Amendment, amen, the right for a peaceful assembly. And I didn't come to, uh, to ruin their business. I just come to tell somebody about Jesus, amen. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody, amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So ready or not, Jesus, Jesus is coming, amen. Well, well if, if you're ready, praise, praise God, amen. But if you're not ready, if you're not ready, you can, you can get ready, amen. First of all, that you must be born again, amen. In, in John 3, 3, amen, Jesus, remember, he was talking with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was the, uh, uh, a teacher. He, he, he was a Pharisee. He had reached the, uh, the peak of his religion, amen. But he didn't know Jesus. He was religious, but lost, amen. He was talking to talk, but he, he couldn't walk the walk, amen. He had religion. But he had no relationship. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, ye must be born again. Amen. Jesus said some things to him. He said, he said that salvation uh, is, is, is personal. He said, you, Nick, you, you must be born again. Then he said, it's imperative. He said, you must be. It's not optional. He didn't say you ought to be. He didn't say it'd be a good idea if you're born again. He said you must be born again. Amen. And we need to know that salvation is not uh, on the family plan. Amen. It's not on the family plan. 
Mm. It's personal, amen. Amen. Even though Jesus was the perpetuation for our sins, amen. Not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world, amen. But we can't come to him all together. We have to come to him by ourselves. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and let me say this. Those who are not ready, you can be ready because salvation is as close to you, amen, as near to you as your mouth and, and your heart, amen. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said that what? He said, if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved, amen. For with the heart, man, believe it unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, amen. Amen, amen. If you want to be ready, amen, you just uh, need to live in, in the moment, amen. I say keep it real, amen. Amen. That's, that's, why I, that's what I try to do. I, I try to keep it real, amen. Uh, with whoever I meet, I just try to keep it real, amen. And I always say, if you don't want to know the answer, don't ask the question. But if you ask me, I'm not going to lie Amen. I'm going to do my utmost to lay it out line upon line. Precept upon precept. Amen. Amen. So, 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 but let me say this, because when you're ready, you, you, you don't have to worry. Amen. When you're ready, amen, you are willing to go for broke. Amen. We live in a world where, where people, where people uh, love to talk about God, but God is not the issue. Jesus Christ is the issue. People get a little sensitive when talking about Jesus. You know, you got to be careful. You, you might offend this person. You might offend that person. Amen. Let me say this. Jesus didn't worry about offending anybody, amen. He just spoke the truth, amen. He just let the chips fall where they may. A amen. Let me say this. Paul put it this way. And, and he just reminded me that if you're going to stand for Jesus, if you're going to live for Jesus, that you got to be willing to go for broke. Mm. you got to be willing to go for broke. Mm. Oh, yes. If you know you have the real thing, then lay it all on the altar, Amen. You got to be willing to go for broke. Paul put it this way. He said, I know in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Amen. What his, did he commit to him? His eternal destiny. Amen. He put it all on the altar. Amen. So if you got the real deal, amen, then put it all on the altar, amen, and tell those who, who, who faking and jaking, amen, tell those who's skinning and grinning, amen, tell those who are wondering and hopping from this place and that place, amen, that they need the real deal, amen, they need Jesus, amen. Oh, yes, they do, amen. Oh, yes, they do. Why? Because Jesus, Jesus put it this way. He said, before one dot, before one tittle of my word pass away, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close now. Amen. Amen. We live in, in a day and time where just people just don't want to hear that because they have plans. Some don't want the Lord to come soon because they haven't made their first million yet. Some don't want the Lord to come soon because they haven't built their big business yet. Some don't want the Lord to, uh, to come soon because, because they have plans. Well, let me say this. God has plans too. He's plans for all of our lives, amen. And our prayer daily should be that he order our steps, amen. Order our steps, amen. Our prayer daily should be that our will be lost in him, that his will may be done in us, amen. Jesus put it this way. He said, not my will, but thy will be done, amen. Be done. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One day you may hear 
uh, that I'm gone, amen. Let me say this. Mm. I realize daily that, that my steps are slowing down. Mm. I realize daily that I'm not here uh, uh, to be here always, amen. And I don't know about you, but I, I look forward, amen, to going to be with the Lord, amen, amen. I want to stay here as long as he wants me here, amen. I want to do what he has called me to do, amen. But I'm not, uh, don't get it twisted. I look forward to that day, amen, uh, to stand before the Lord, amen, amen. I've never seen the Eiffel Towers, amen. I've never seen the streets of Rome. I've never seen the world's seven wonders. But I'll see the greatest wonder that day when I get home. I'm going to see Jesus, amen. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see him smile, open his arms, and walk my way, amen. I'm going to see Jesus, I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to look into his eyes one day, amen. So, if anybody asks you where I'm going, if anybody asks you where I'm bound, you tell them that I'm going up yonder, amen, to see my Savior. I'm going up yonder to see my Lord, amen. If anybody asks you where I'm going, amen. If anybody asks you where I'm bound, you tell them that I'm going up yonder, amen. Where everybody loves everybody else, amen. You tell them I'm going up yonder where it's always howdy and no farewells at all, amen. You tell them that I'm going up yonder, amen, to see my Savior. I'm going up yonder to see my Lord, amen. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? Amen. And make sure you're ready. Then you too can sing some glad morning when this life is over. I'll fly away. Amen. To that land on God's celestial shores. I'll fly away. Amen. Just as soon as my feet touch Zion, I'll study war no more. I'm going to step out. I'm going to step in. I'm going to take off. I'm going to put on. Amen. And it doesn't yet appear what we shall be like, amen. But this one thing we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, amen. We're going to be like Jesus, amen. We're going to be like Jesus, amen. We're going to be like Jesus, amen. We're going to be like Jesus. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Come Wow. Come on, let's give the Lord God a clap offering. Wow. Serious message. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. What a blessing. I want to thank God for all of you being here. But we, we're not going to be able to finish this without giving an invitation to somebody. We have heard a very powerful message from the Lord. But all of us need to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our heart. We have been told, and I believe this is straight from heaven, that whether you're ready or not, 
Jesus is coming. And the word of God confirms that. Those are not just a fancy phrase from Pastor Pierce. It's the word of God. So I ask you, if you will be humble enough to then answer the simple question, are you ready? I'm going to ask all of you to stand to your feet. The reason why I'm asking you to stand is because we need to agree with somebody this morning. Maybe the Spirit of God has spoken to you and you know in your heart that you're not ready. I want to pray with you. Pastor Pierce said something profound. He said, salvation is not that hard. It's close to your mouth. It's close to your heart. If you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, right now, you can be saved. I know some of you may be thinking, wow, you mean I will be doing something in front of all these people? The Bible said, if you will confess me, that's Jesus talking. said, if you will have the humility to say, yes, Lord, before people of this world, he said he also will confess you before God, his Father in heaven. But let me warn you, if you know in your heart you're not ready, you know in your heart you're not sure if you're ready, and you hide that, and you refuse to confess him, he said he himself will not, will not confess you before his father. So as the choir sings softly, if you're that man, if you're that woman, or maybe you're here, like the mother he talked about, you have children, you have loved ones, and you want to stand in the gap, those children, for those loved ones, maybe your spouse, I want you to come forward right now. Somebody is coming. Let's give the Lord God a clap offering. Somebody else is coming. Say, say Lord, I'm standing for my child. Notice what that woman did. She was going from church to church, singing solo to raise enough money to get her own baby out of jail. Somebody ought to be standing in the gap for some loved one this morning. Maybe it's your friend, maybe it's your child. Is there somebody else? Let's sing that song again. Come on to Jesus.
Lord in prayer. Will you lift your hands to what's heavy and repeat after your pastor. I know some of you, you're standing for loved ones. But you can speak on their own behalf. And say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this moment. I know the Spirit of God is in this place. According to your word, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. The Lord Jesus, that God sent him to this world to die for my sin. Lord Jesus, I invite you come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From this day forward, I give my life to you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. Come on, get excited about it. Shout amen. Father God, I thank you for everyone before this altar. You are our God who knows all things. You sees all heart. You know why somebody is standing before this altar. I see parents. I see loved ones. Some people are standing for themselves. Some people are standing for their loved ones. Father God, you said in your word, whatsoever we desire, when we pray, if we believe, we will receive them. I stand in agreement with the word of God. I pray, oh God, that you will grant the desires of every man, every woman before this altar. We cast all of our cares upon you, knowing that you care it for us. Lord, I pray that you will send laborers into the vineyard of that child, that young man, that young woman, wherever they are right now. Send laborers into their world. And I thank you that lives will be changed. I thank you that souls will be saved. I thank you that you will give us a testimony concerning our loved ones. We thank you in advance for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, your amen is still under construction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You may be seated. Let me seize this moment to say thank you to Pastor Anthony Pierce. All the way from New Orleans. Amen. We are so grateful for the word of God. And let me encourage I said, as many of you as are available to please join us again at 10 a.m.
when this man of God will be preaching again. I want to say thank you to Dr. Brown for the word of encouragement this morning. Amen. Thank you to Sister Brown. Man, all the Browns are in, in the house today. Thank you for blessing your pastor with those encouraging words. Thanks to Pastor Destin Harris. Amen. All of you are on program this morning. Even our young people dancing this morning. How about those young people? Amen. And, and what about this beautiful choir? We are so grateful. God is my all-in-law. We just want to say thanks to our planning committee also. Sister Alicia Harris and all of you that, that were involved in the program. Madison singing and Sister, where's my young she was singing yesterday. Yes. Amen. That's her right there. Praise the Lord. We are grateful for your ministry. No, no instrument. And she turned the whole house upside down for the glory of God. We are grateful for every one of you. All of our deacons, Deacon Borel. You all should have seen Dickie Borrell dancing yesterday. And our mother from New Orleans won the show. Yeah. Where's Mrs. Z? I don't know that woman can dance like that. Everybody was dancing New Orleans stuff. They were wannabes. But when that woman take this time, I knew that's real dancing. We are grateful for all the gifts in the house. Thank you for loving us. My dear wife, thank you so much for all your support and all your hard work. We are grateful to all of you for what you have done to make our occasion more loving, more sincere, refreshing. I felt encouraged. I felt empowered, and I'm ready to run again. Amen. Amen. Thanks to all of our guests. Uh, the state representative is here. Uh, Brother Lavadan, uh, Brother Jules Green is here. Amen. State juror is here. Oh, man, all the big shows are in the house. Even the school board, Brother McCall. McCall. Would you help me thank God for all of our guests? We are grateful, grateful, grateful. This is really a joy to see everybody coming together. These are church folks, so I'm not surprised they're in church. They're leaders, but they love the Lord. All of our guests in the house, will you please stand? We just want to celebrate you. If you are visiting for the first time, amen. I even see Tiffany is here. Tiffany used to be here. She is the daughter of Pastor Pierre and her lovely husband. She went to Louisiana College. She's graduated from there and then she went for more degrees, master's degree. She's a teacher in New Orleans somewhere. Amen. 
and welcome back home. We love you. Any other guest in the house, we just want to thank everybody. Amen. Uh, when we were in Africa, briefly, my wife bought some journal to give to everybody. I don't know what God is telling her, but she wants everybody to have a gift from my family. Please pick one up on your way out. And if you, if you would do me a favor, she didn't ask me to do this, but make a note. Your first journal will be a thousand times blessing. Amen. And that's scriptural. The Bible talks in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11. God will bless you a thousand times more. For everything that you did for us in our home. I've watched God does it for many people. He did it for Samson. Just a, a, a job of an ass. And he knocked out 1,000 people. Just one man. Then the Bible talks about one will chase a thousand. So when I said, whatever you infested in us, I speak as a servant of God that he will bless you a thousand times more. So make a note of it. Receive it. Prophesy it. And claim it every day. Because when you make an investment, you expect a return, right? So, but we don't want to limit God to a hundredfold. So take advantage of that. And I'm believing God that God will increase you more and more. That is my prayer for you. We love you. We thank you. We are so grateful. My family and all of our children, we are so grateful for the opportunity to serve the Lord in this community. And don't forget, I said it before, the best is yet to come. Amen. Shall we all stand? Hallelujah. Thank you for so many souls today. Amen. And this is the new pulpit here. Pastor Pierce, you're the first preacher to preach at this, and we are grateful. It's anointed for the glory of God. May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May goodness and mercy follow you every day of your life. This is my prayer for you. I pray that he will make your enemies leave you alone. And he will prepare a table before you in the presence of those enemies. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. amen. God bless you.